Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Lions Den with Seth. Hopefully, everything is good with you on this warm, warm Sunday. If this is your first time tuning in, make sure you go to facebook.com forward slash streamyard or streamyard.com forward slash Facebook so that you can be involved in these conversations. What we do here at the Lions Den is talk about all things leadership growth development with a touch of action can you dig that all right mm-hmm. again it's the lion's den but also we got somebody on the other side um it, it, i don't know i see two people in the back herm you want to uh tell me who, who that is back there? man man first of all i want to say hello to everybody that's watching mm-hmm. man it feels like a, a while since we did a live show right it seemed like it it seemed like we was off for a couple of weeks but man for everybody that's back man appreciate you coming to uh come rock with us yeah yeah uh what, what's going on man what's up what's happening i said uh-huh. i i i, I I say, what's that going on behind you? Hey, man. Hey, so this is a dedication to the show, a show that I'm excited to do today, man. You know what I mean? This this show right here, you know, is talking about your inner reflection, if you will. Your inner self. Speaking to yourself, right? And so, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm sort of an artist, you know? So what I am doing is artistically displaying what the show is about. That's me looking at my inner self right there. How, how you like that? No, I don't. But anyway, <laughs> what we're going to do is, everybody, what we're going to do is we're going to give him a round of applause, not for effort, because that was horrible. But <laughs> this young man just had a birthday. Happy birthday to you, bro. Yeah, appreciate it, man. God, man, you make me sick. Anyway, <laughs> everybody that's in right now, just hit us up. You're right. Let us know that you're in. What's going on, Miss Jessica? She says, good to see y'all. Yes, faces. Yes, yes, yes. It has been a minute. Y'all, look, we got things that's going on, but it's most important to connect with y'all and, 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 and uh, be, uh, to give you guys some good information. You understand? There you go. Information. But anyway, so today we're, 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 we're looking within, all right? And we're talking about the enemy within. Mm. Okay, let's talk about it. Now, listen, last time we had these conversations, we was talking about other people. You know, what I mean, it's so easy. Don't forget how uh, how we left it. What's going on, Brandy? How we left it with the blame, right? That's an acronym that stands for because looking at me ain't easy. But this is what we do here at the Lions Den. We looking at us. Oh, yeah. Great at Bruh, like this here, looking. So, what do you do? You know what I'm talking about? What does that inner hater, if you will, what type of conversations does that, you know, uh, does he or she say to you? So, Herm, let me ask you, man, what type of conversation? Wait, no. Wait, let me give give me a minute. Give yourself, man. Think about how you want to ask me. No, damn it. I don't even think I want to. Listen, okay. We got somebody to ask, though. You no, know, no, we do. But I wanted to ask you first, right? And, What's up? And introduce, okay. What type of conversations does your inner hater, right, that enemy within, have with you? Got you, man. As you know, you know how long we've known each other. Yeah. Man, I struggle with fitness, dog. Mm. And I also struggle with food. What do you my, mean? My inner hater tells me, dog, hey, if you you can eat that right now, act like it didn't even happen. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Hey, mm-hmm. eat this big old plate of rice and all this meat. You know what I mean? Drink this big can of monsters, about two or three of them in a day, mm-hmm. and you can act like it didn't even happen. I ain't going to tell nobody. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So then I go work out and wondering why my, hey, well, my stomach is. I'm still not getting any better. Right. Because my inner hater is trying to get me to do things. What? Well, not trying. Su- successfully get me to do things, you know what I'm saying, to satisfy my short-term, you know what I'm saying, gratification. Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know what I'm saying, saying, hey, man, put that down. 
put that damn donut down. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Put, put that down. Put that Reese's peanut butter cup down. You know what I'm saying? So we can get that long-term abs you've been always dreaming about. You know That's what I mean? Right. That's what my inner hater talks to me about. All right, I can dig that, man. I can respect that. And I mean, I think that we all have those type of things. But ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're talking about today, right? We're talking about discipline. We're talking about self-accountability, mm. right? Because it seems as though we always know what the next person is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. I say it seems like we always know what they supposed to do. Right. You did. Oh, I could tell you all about yourself. Bruh, up and down. You yeah. Understand? But when it comes down to me, it's like, what you talking about, Willis? You so, get adjusting in your seat like, yeah. hold on a second. Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. talking about getting nervous. But ladies and gentlemen, check this out. We're going to bring back a wonderful guest that we had a few weeks ago, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Annette Morris. Let me tell you a little bit about her, if you don't know. Okay, so she's committed to her own development as a leader, mental health counselor, master certified life mindset and business coach and speaker, y'all. She's a first of her generation uh, college graduate and entrepreneur holding a bachelor's degree in uh, psychology from Southern University of New, New Orleans. <laughs> okay. New Orleans. Knowledge, yeah, and the masters of um, uh, of art, right from Xavier University of Louisiana, right. And so, the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, look, she has a lot of great accolades, but it's great to have her come back because we were having such a great conversation. This was the part two that y'all said that you wanted, but ladies and gentlemen, y'all give it up for Miss Annette McLeod. What's happening, baby? What's up, baby? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So look, how you been? I've been good. How y'all been? Slow motion, good. slow motion, better than no motion. So you somewhere where it's sunny out, right? I'm somewhere where it's hot. Yeah, I'm in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> it's sunny like 20 degrees yeah. ago. It's hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, this is a little, this is a quick recap, if you don't mind telling the audience a little bit about you, those that don't know, you know, how you get down. Well, a little bit. You told them a little bit about me. I'm a mother okay. too. I have a 27 year old daughter. I have an 18 year old son. I am a therapist. I am a certified life coach. Um, but my platform, I really love just helping to empower people to um, uh, uh, monetize their God given gift. Because, you know, the Bible said a gift makes room for you. So monetize that God given gift, converting it into a business. Because I know one thing if you do what you're passionate about, it'll never seem like work again. And then we take that business and leverage, leverage the business to create a life that you love so that you can live a fulfilled life and be happy with living life. So that's what I do in a business. The name of my business is Go Get a LLC. And I've been a full-time entrepreneur for 12 years now. So loving the space, loving the freedom and flexibility of it all. And just being able to help others to do um, what they love to do is has been my lifelong passion. So I get to do that every day. See? Yes. Man, for sure. Hey, first of all, welcome back to the show. Thank y'all for having me. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but you heard a little bit about what me and Seth was talking about, that inner hater, right? You know oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So give us an example of how that played for you. Being an entrepreneur, I'm pretty sure in the beginning, you know what I'm saying, you've had, you had to have some of that. You know what I mean? What was that like? Oh, that's a, that's an ongoing journey. Journey. I think I shared with you all the last time, my very first published book. So I've published 13 books so far over the last 12 years. Um, some have been, have been co-author projects and some of them have been solo projects. But my very first book was called Conquering the Enemy. And that's spelled E-N-E-M-E. It's talking about the enemy of self. That's an ongoing process. Even in that book, I told people like the readers, like this is nothing that you just overcome overnight. Right. And you just be like, oh, OK, I've been delivered from self-sabotage. I've been delivered from all of this. Like this is an ongoing process. And the higher you get or the more that you elevate in life, the more that self-talk is going to be beating up at you. Right. I don't think we could do that. Or oh, we did this. But I don't think like your inner voice never says oh, go for it. I think we're going to win that. That voice never says that, right? It's always like, you sure you want to do that? What if we fail? What if we go broke? What if we have to file bankruptcy? What if nobody don't speak to us? Like the inner voice never has anything good to say, right? So you're going right. to always be fighting that enemy, but it's up to you whether or not you want to let that win or you want to win. And one thing that I realized is when you start going for it, you start silencing that enemy, right? And you change even her mind, like that little voice, you change his mind and prove to him because you literally have to prove to him first or her first, hey, we could do this and I'm going to show you, right? So you literally right. have to, that's why I say like a lot of times what happens is that we don't have external haters that block us from our dreams and our level of success because when an outside hater see Oh, you can't do that. We'd be like, oh, I'm going to show you, right? But when that inner, internal hater starts saying, oh, you can't do that, we'll never show him or we'll never show her. We just fold, right? Mm. Why is that? 
So mm. uh, yeah, it's an ongoing thing. Yeah. So look, shout out to Brandy. She says my interview. <laughs> She talks good to me when I'm about to do some record. Girl, girl, let's go do that. Yeah, let's go do that. But now look, let's go slash the tires. Right. Now let, let me go be out of line, right? So right. I'm, I'm gonna tell you something about my, my inner voices, right? Because uh-huh. the deal is is that the part of you that know what you're supposed to do, that voice is low. Yeah. There, it's low, but that hater, the one that's the doubt, right? The mm-hmm. one that wants to uh distract you. Right? Mm-hmm. No, you don't need to do that. You can just stay there. You don't got to do that. You know, boo, boo, uh-huh. that voice is loud. Loud, yes. Loud, loud. It's so <laughs> us, right, to uh-huh. be able to say, wait a minute. What I'm listening to, wait, what's comfortable is mm-hmm. not going to get me where I want to be. Correct. What's got me where I am right now is mm-hmm. trying to keep me there. So mm-hmm. now I need to listen to that little voice. All right, now look, you already know how to do that. What about mm-hmm. it different so you can get a different result? So me personally, that voice is like, ah, I got to turn one down to turn one up. Kind of like DJ. Mm-hmm. Herm, what you think about that, bro? Man, I, I think that that inner voice probably different for a lot of folks. Like what I shared to you guys uh, backstage about like my inner voices, right? Yeah. Like, I avoid it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, so my, my whole thing is I don't listen to the to the positive ones or the uh, negative ones. You know what I mean? So it's like if it, if it's silence, if it gets silent for me, it gets it get it, that's the part that bothers me. Mm. You know what I mean? So when it when it when everything when everything goes goes quiet, my my inner voices get louder. Mm. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. you know it's like I you know I fold a little bit. Well, mm-hmm. a lot of it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So I, mm-hmm. I think with the inner voice, you know, with the inner voice is, it's going to be different for a lot of folks. So, so how I handle it, like I share with y'all backstage, mm-hmm. you know, either I, I I listen to the inner voice or you know, get something going or I start drinking. Mm-hmm. I'm jo- I was joking, of course, cause I don't drink that much, you know. But um, like right now. <laughs> <laughs> he don't drink that much, yeah. but he don't drink that little either. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think it's important for people to understand their relationship with their inner voice. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then if they feel like, man, I, I'm really having a hard time dealing with this, find out, you know what I'm saying, who they can talk to so they can get help with it, so they can manage it. You know what I'm saying? They get some positive results out of it, mm-hmm. or you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. find out more about themselves. Mm. Mm-hmm. So what you think yeah. about that? Oh, I think that that's factual because one of the things is, and this is why I also tell other people, like, it's important to surround yourself with people that are going to encourage you and push you to the next level, right? Because we are we are victims to our own mind, no matter yes. what you think. But like, we, I can only think how I think, right? right? And like you said, Herm, like, I might be thinking, oh, I can't do that, X, Y, Z, and this is that or whatever. But a lot of times what happens when I have that conversation, something in the back of me knows that it's, it's possible for me to do because m- most of the time when we get a vision, that ain't nothing that just came out of our mind, like, literally. Literally, God has dropped that mm-hmm. in our spirit for us to do mm-hmm. it, right? Um, so God wants us to do it, and he has equipped us to do it, but we'll talk ourselves out of the opportunity. So when you have a circle of people that's always there to encourage you and push you forward, right, even if you're not going to therapy or whatever, and you have somebody that's in your circle, and you come and share that vision with them, like in your mind, because you're so afraid, you're talking yourself out of it, you're not even developing a strategy to make it manifest, right? Mm-hmm. But if you bring it to like your trusted circle and people, they'll be able to tell you like, you consider doing this and X, Y, Z, so now that broadens your thought pattern, that helps you to see that it's possible oh literally you know what it's only gonna take me three steps to make this manifest but you done created this thing in your mind that you'll never get it you don't even see how easy it is to make it manifest so even like you said Herm like sometimes you need to talk to somebody else if you can't get out of your own way and out of your own thought block from blocking yourself then you need somebody in your circle that's trusted that you can go to and be like listen God showed me this vision I can't really even figure out how to get it done. And and a lot of times they can pour into that and give you expand your thought processes so you can see, like, you know what, this is easier to do than I even gave right. myself credit for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why it's imperative. Your circle is imperative as well. Man, well oh, some, sometimes yeah. it's going to be hard too, though, because mm-hmm. think about it. We because we're still thinking about it on a business aspect. 
Mm-hmm. What about personal relationship aspects? Bruh, mm-hmm. listen, you know what I'm saying? I think I, I believe, ladies and gentlemen, I have kept uh, Herm out of jail a few times. Okay? <laughs> just a few times. You know what I'm saying? And here's the thing. He knew better. He uh-huh. knew better. You know what I'm saying? So, I can so, believe that. So, so what I'm trying to say is sometimes, to your point, we have to be able to be that confirmation. Like, look, mm-hmm. you know that's stupid. Yeah, I know it. Mm-hmm. You know it was, mm-hmm. but wasn't nobody there to disrupt that. Yeah, you know yeah. What I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but mm-hmm. what you were saying, Herm? So, like with relationships and 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 understanding that inner voice, like how yeah. how does that play a part, though? Well, you know what I'm saying. I think with a lot of times when we talk about relationships, mm-hmm. um, we get into a victim blame game mentality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I've been, I was the victim in this case, and I was the one that's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? No matter what the situation is and we get into avoidance, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, this is a relationship you really, th- you're willing to throw away over something stupid, mm-hmm. but your inner voice, you scared to address what you did wrong. There your part. It is. You scared, you scared to look at yourself and be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I might've messed that up. So mm-hmm. instead you push everything away and be like, you know what? No, nah, I'm the victim here some kind of way. Mm-hmm. So that's what yeah. your inner that's what your inner voice, your inner hater is telling you, yeah, you know what? Everybody's no, you don't want to, yeah. Everybody's a problem except you. So mm-hmm. I, I love that. So Miss Annette, hold on before I go to that. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, if y'all tuning in, hit the share button. Stop acting funny. Are you the lion's den inner hater? Hopefully you not. <laughs> hit that share mm-hmm. button. You know, what I'm talking about because I know y'all enjoying yourself. So Miss Annette, what do uh-huh. you do? Okay, what do you do when you have that type of battle when you don't want to hold yourself accountable, right? Mm-hmm. Or an individual that know, love, and trust you is trying to hold you accountable, but what you do is you ostracize yourself because that's making you feel away. Now you're creating your own island. So how do you combat that? So I mean, when I was a teenager, that wasn't, you know, that was an issue. Who likes to acknowledge that they're wrong, right? But if I'm 48 years old at this point, I can self-assess and be like, okay, you know what? I was wrong for that, right? And I'm going to tell that particular individual, you know what? I was wrong. I could have handled that situation better, X, Y, Z. Is it really ever comfortable to acknowledge a wrong? No, but I mean, at 48, 40 plus, if you 30 plus, it, it's, it come a point in time in your life where you just need to be like, listen, I was wrong. That it was a better way to handle this situation, X, Y, Z. Now, is that going to be possible in every relationship? No, yeah. some relationships need to come to an end. That's just the reality of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when you, you get to a certain point in life when you realize this relationship ain't adding to me, it's deducting more from me than it's adding to me, um, it's more stressful than it is, you know, manageable, all this or whatever, because relationships are, it's two people, right? It's you okay. and somebody else that's involved in it, right? So if the thing is, if y'all always lopsided then it's probably the season over for that relationship some some relationships have expiration dates like milk right and when you outstay that relationship it's like drinking sour milk right that's gonna turn into cottage cheese you're gonna eventually be sick of it right so some relationships have an expiration date and be okay with allowing it to expire and run its course or whatever right but some of those relationships that are supposed to be so like you're supposed to discard everybody right some of them are salvageable and you can't allow a relationship to fold because you can't acknowledge a wrong like sometimes you have to self-assess and be like you know what i was wrong in that situation or i could have handled that situation better than i did and then be big enough to be like i apologize because i was wrong right um i mean it just comes a point where you have to grow up and be mature man but it's yeah it's it's something about it's something about that word accountability though oh don't it hurt you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. It's yeah, like it's, uh like like Robitus and the Father yeah, John's, you yeah, know. Yeah, I mean? yeah, it just it's it's something about it is yeah. where you gotta publicly admit, you know what, you know, I, I see how I hurt you there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I see what I did, you know what I'm saying, uh came at you wrong mm-hmm. because because that person might have did something to hurt you too, mm-hmm. right? In retaliation mm-hmm. to what you did though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you, you holding on and everybody's trying to figure out you know. Who was the biggest victim in this? And now you about to destroy something. See, you know that that probably you know what I'm saying you probably really needed to keep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. so look now now let me throw this at you. And and first of all, I want to say hello to everybody. First of all, well no, that's second. First of all, I want to say thank you for everybody that hit the share button, right? Because you did it. You ain't over there hating, being the inner hater. But also too, I want to let everybody know what we're talking about. We're talking about that uh, enemy within. 
All right. And if you are going through something right now, even within your relationships or just within personal or business, professional, whatever the case it is, you have to be able to have the conversation with yourself to say, what is it that I'm doing to contribute mm-hmm. to the current situation? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it takes two people right on. And then that means if you cannot see the part that you're playing in that, this is where the inner hater comes into that inner hater is telling you no see they wrong you right so the inner hater is connected to your pride Mm -hmm. and your Mm -hmm. ego if you don't know how to communicate to both of them am Mm -hmm. i lying am i lying it's your pride that's saying i you can't be wrong nothing Mm -hmm. you did in that situation was wrong they are the problem so miss annette how do you battle and win the mm-hmm. battle between that inner hater that has that pride as a uh, as an armor. How do you battle that? You know, the Bible say pride comes before a great fall. I ain't interested in greatly falling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so as, at a certain point, you're like, listen, I have to acknowledge this. And then, and then being accountable to it, right? It takes a mature person to take accountability for their own actions, right? Because um, Herm was saying, like, this person do something and then you turn around and do something. Well, you're not accountable for their actions, but you're accountable for your reaction, right? <laughs> and so when you react in the same negative way, like, how do I differentiate between who's the good person, right? Because both of y'all done did some effed up stuff, right? So yeah, now yeah. the thing is, like, you can't be like, well, it's their fault that I did. No, you you got to take accountability for the wrong that you no. did, right? If I did something in response to their wrong and I did a wrong too, then I'm accountable for the wrong that I did. I ain't accountable for their wrong, but I'm accountable for mine. Mm. And so we have to get a we have to get comfortable with maturing to that level to say, listen, this is what I did wrong. What could I have done better? So that you because what's gonna happen is that test gonna come again and you're gonna repeat that same thing again. Are you gonna answer the same way? Because you know the first time when you answered that way, it was wrong. Mm. You're gonna see it again. What Mm. you could dissolve and crumble that whole relationship, right? And be Mm. like, I'm not gonna say I'm sorry. You let pride take over and supersede and blah blah blah. You're gonna get into another relationship and you're gonna see that same thing over because you never passed that test. Hold hold on, hold on. How you handle it, yeah. Herm, this Mm -hmm. about to be and look, okay. Check it out. Brandy, she said, I recently had to acknowledge the fact that I created an idea of a person in my mind and held them to that standard. Hold on. Let me tell you, Brandy, hold on. Held them to that standard. That standard, yes. For uh, for that was hard. Okay, but Mm -hmm. necessary. Listen. Mm -hmm. Okay, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. When I meet a person now, you know, like a lot of times you meet guys or whatever, and they're like, well, what do you, you know, what do you expect from a guy? I tell them nothing. I expect nothing. So I don't want to have this built up definition of who I expect this person to be. It could be another female, but, you know, mainly like, you know, guys, whatever it is, whatever for relationship. I have no expectations on people because I don't want to put you in this box. And then I tell you what I expect of you and you start mm. acting like this. Right. And then they get to be your representative. So eventually the representative going to leave. Right. The, the real person going to show up, right? Because most of the time they're acting in this manner because they know that this is what you like. So whether it's a guy, whatever it is or whatever, but that does not hang around for long. And so what's going to happen is that when you meet the real person, you're going to be on the line, like you're on the line with customer service, talking about pressing one for representative. Mm-hmm. I, I said I want the representative because you don't like the, the, the real mm-hmm. person, right? Mm-hmm. You have to allow people to be whoever they are. Mm-hmm. Be free. I want you to be whoever you are. Be free to be that whoever you are. I want you to be true to you. I don't have any expectations. I want you to be true to you. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to make a determination when I see the true you, if the true you is who I want to continue on with, or if I need to say deuces to the true you, because I really don't like the true you, right? But mm-hmm. I don't want you to be nobody else. I want you to be true to you and then allow me to make the determination that if that, that's the person that I want to stay connected to, whether it's a friendship, relationship, uh, partnership, whatever it is, right? I, let me make that determination, but let me base it on who the real you is. Speak on it, her. What you uh, think? She might be listening. You know what I mean? I don't know how she, <laughs> but that, that's really what, that's what really what my wife Sharita did to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She, she told me, you know what I'm saying? That she really, she came into this relationship really having no expectation. Mm-hmm. Uh, about from mm-hmm. me about anything mm-hmm. so there wasn't a whole bunch of where you at quit all this stuff you know what i mean she mm-hmm. just kind of let let the reins loose that's right and and just see what i was going to do you know what mm-hmm. i mean and, mm-hmm. and, the, and the thing that she saw out of me was you know some consistency and things of that nature mm-hmm. things 
that was natural for me because I wasn't under any kind of pressure to be something else. Correct. Mm -hmm. You know what so I mean? You so you be natural to you. Let me just be me. Yeah. yeah. And, and mm -hmm. then next thing you know, I got trapped and got married. I was like, what, <laughs> the hell, what happened? You know what happened? I'm, I'm going to get my ass kicked if she listens. You know she on. Okay, you know she on. But look, but so, so ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the enemy within. Now, there's some times, right? What's going on, Marcus? What's going on, Miss? Hey, hold on. Marcus, congratulations on getting married, bro. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. Yes, yes, yes. MJ, what's going on? Brandy said, I didn't realize uh, yeah. I did it until the relationship was ever. So, but so, but here's the deal though, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the enemy within. There are some times that that enemy will set up and create a narrative that's mm -hmm. not true. Check mm -hmm. it out. Check it out. The feeling. Oh, Lord. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Look, yo. <laughs> He's gonna get you, bro. Hey, look, hey, hey, look, you. hey, hey, look. When we log off, it's gonna be some problems. <laughs> you better stay on. You better stay on. <laughs> like, yo, yo, look, ten more minutes. Part three today, tonight. Part three. You know, you're part two, right? So, but, but, but what we're talking about though is there's times when that inner hater, that enemy within, will create a narrative that feels real. The feeling mm -hmm. is real. But mm -hmm. the narrative is false, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. we will start to create a a, a plot or a plan that mm -hmm. isn't even uh, a conducive. You see what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Now, how do you um, and this it, for anybody, even individuals that's listening right now, chime in. What do y'all do? Do you know the difference of the right voice or that hater? inside of you do you know the difference because if you don't know the difference if you don't know how to differentiate between the two you'll go down a whole different road that don't have your name on it so how do you how do you flip the script Annette how do you flip it how do you get it so most again my inner hater never has a positive thing to say it's never um it's never, oh, well, what if we win and make a million dollars off this? So my inner hater is always like, oh, girl, we shouldn't try this. You know, we got this going on, da, 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 and this is that or whatever. So the only way that I actually counter that voice is by taking action, right? So I start immediately, like if I get a, a download in my spirit or whatever, and I'm like, okay, let me figure out how to do this or whatever, because I got the beat my inner hater to this finish line, right? Because if I don't, then my inner hater is going to take over. And now it has taken over for quite some time with a lot of stuff. I tell people like, because I'm very intelligent, I could talk myself out of an opportunity and make it sound good and be like, okay, yeah, we're not going to do it, right? Just because I, I know how to, you know, I know how to finesse myself. I know how to, you know what I mean? I'm a coach. I'm a therapist. I know how to talk. And so I, a lot of times I could talk myself out of situations and make it sound really good and it be acceptable. And I'd be like, bet we ain't going to do it, right? Um, but when I know like it's something pressing in my spirit, and God really wants me to manifest that thing. I'm like, okay, I got to get this paper out. I got to start mapping it out. I got to write some action steps and all this or whatever. I have to do this before I allow my inner hater to talk me out of this particular opportunity. So I start mapping out like strategies and action steps and what I'm going to do this week and what I'm going to do next week and all those type of things or whatever. And then if I get, if I hit a hiccup in the road or whatever, then I'm going to call, you know, one of my best friends and be like, Hey, what you think of this? Give me some ideas, blah, 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 whatever. Right. Because again, I'm connected to a circle of people that are entrepreneurs and that they can also think outside of the way that I think. So I know that when I have a download and it's something God really wants me to do, I have to jump on it immediately to counter. Now the inner voice is still talking, but my actions is louder than the inner voice. I, ain't, I can't really hear it until I'm like sitting still or quiet. And then I'm like, nope, today I already got this plan. So we got to do X, Y, Z or whatever. And that's the, that's literally like the only way that I can defeat that voice. Mm, so Miss mm. V just says the inner hater doesn't want a true resolve. At all. The inner hater says, girl, you're going to feel like a tool. Mm -hmm. she meant fool, mm -hmm. though. A fool, yeah. A so, fool, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so, so what do you what do you do, Herm? What do I, well, first I want to talk about with Miss Annette. It, it sounds like idle time and procrastination is really not her forte. Those aren't her mm -mm. friends. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. See, they my friends. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't going to no, lie to you, you exactly man. what you mean. I get exactly. Yeah, like, you know what uh -huh. I'm saying? Like, I, I am the master at kicking that ball down, kicking that can down the road. Mm. And that's part of your inner hater. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You mm -hmm. can do it tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's going to be there. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I'm looking at something I can do right then and there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Hey, I can go mm -hmm. ahead and get this accomplished. Man, why you want to do that, man? What they talking about on Facebook? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so 
So I think that you first you got to figure out what it is that's holding you back, right? It is. Yeah. Like, is it procrastination and idle time? Like, what is it? And address mm-hmm. that, you know what I'm saying, at the root cause, like, okay, this right here is really a big distraction for me. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Besides me talking about what my goal is going to be, what is the things that you are putting, you yourself is putting in the way mm-hmm. to say, okay, you know what I'm saying, this is my distraction. Mm-hmm. And, and how mm-hmm. do you combat that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so look, you got Miss April that says, I always consult with God, meditate and wait to hear from God. Hold on. Wait. You see that, right? She said, wait. So a lot of it's a lot of people that talk to God, but they don't listen. All right. But mm-hmm. anyway, so reading the word of God and declaring to myself who he says I am and what I can do. And I, I appreciate that. Thank you, Miss April. So what I deal with, ladies and gentlemen, is overthinking to the mm-hmm. point where, right? To the mm-hmm. point where it calls that analysis paralysis. Yeah. So there it is. I don't respond. So mm-hmm. here it is. I may know what to do real quick, but then I start playing chess with myself mm-hmm. and then saying, well, this could go wrong. But if that go wrong, then mm-hmm. I need to carry it over here. But then if that goes wrong, then I need to go around here. And by that time, that opportunity has passed. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's Seth's issue. So mm-hmm. now I'm realizing that by not overthinking, but thinking, look, it's mm-hmm. like thinking... It's like thinking slower, mm-hmm. acting fast, right? Mm-hmm. What that does is they put me in a position where I'm going to learn that what mm-hmm. I thought about either works or it don't. And then I'll, that's right. You dig what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. You, what, and a lot of people, a lot of a lot of real analytical people suffer from that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I want to go back to what my homie April talking about. You know what I'm saying? She wait to hear from God, right? Yeah. So, but what if, what if God and, you know what I'm saying, your loved ones don't agree, right? I'm a lot of times example. that happens. <laughs> yeah, a I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to give you an yeah. example. I, God told me I deserve the Corvette. My wife tell me I got too many kids for one. So who do I listen to? At this, I waited and God told me Corvette hold for you. Hold on, hold on. First of all, what we ain't going to do is put that on him. You did. <laughs> God, <laughs> God told me a smoke gray. No. He gave me the color and everything. He know damn well you were, and he was not on your main line, and you telling him what you want, and he said okay. That ain't it. You understand? That's what he to do on today. Hey man, I know I got two kids, but if he could feed everybody with a loaf of bread, and fish, okay. I'm trying to tell you, dog. Anyway, let's get serious right quick. I can't <laughs> that you just did that. I hate it because you know what you tell something that almost sounds like it's about to make some damn sense, yeah. <laughs> and then it don't. But anyway, look, look see, God made the Corvette for a reason. That's all I'm trying to tell have you. The desires of your heart. Who is this? You know, I'm so Somebody encouraging it. I'm so glad the name ain't popping up because you're not lying. Nah, that's not what we're gonna do. We don't encourage this nut. But ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about this though. The enemy within. What does that enemy prevent you from doing, and how do you combat it? Okay, I got something serious though. You sure? Uh, yeah, when you talk about the enemy, the enemy does, and, and how do we combat it? I yeah. want to go back to accountability real quick because yeah. I think a lot of times people got accountability mixed up. Mm-hmm. Accountability ain't it, doesn't mean that you take something, own up to it, and constantly beat yourself up over it. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't because if you do that. You know what I'm saying? If you do that, you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to progress to the next step. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or or if you don't, even more important, if you don't take accountability for the action, right? And you're blaming other people, you're never gonna get past it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Case mm-hmm. in point, in the Air Force, right? Yeah. When I was in the Air Force, I had a troop. I had an airman, a, young, a younger person. Mm-hmm. I remember, a guy I can't talk too military. I had a younger person. He got into some trouble. He blamed the Air Force and everybody else for for the mistake that he made. That he did. He was a good he was a good person, but he could not get over the fact that he chose to drink and get behind the wheel. Right. Mm. Somehow that became the Air Force's fault. See, he wound up getting put out. You know what I mean? Because he could never get over it. They gave him chance after chance, but he kept holding on to a grudge like somebody owed him something. See, right. You know what I'm saying? But if you're able to, you know what I'm saying, acknowledge 
what happened. You know what I'm saying? Stop listening to your inner hater and blaming other people. Take accountability for what happened. Now you're able to be able to get steps to get your reputation back. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. To find out what you need to do to move past it because you you didn't already forgave yourself for what you did when when you took accountability for it. You know what? I messed up. That's it. I gotta move on. Yes, mm -hmm. and, and yeah, and I appreciate that. And and I want you to uh, jump in on this too, Miss Annette. The deal is, it goes right back to that inner hater being that pride there because. Mm -hmm. If that if if that pride did not have such a hold on that hater inside of you or that individual, you could say, well, damn, you know what? I knew I should should not have went that far. Yeah. I could have called my friend. That mm -hmm. was on me. I chose not to call my mm -hmm. friend. I chose not to if Uber was out back then when you was in, what was that, in the 80s? So it's like I chose not to. Look, I chose not to do the things that will prevent me from getting in trouble. But because I did get in trouble and I got caught. Here's another mm -hmm. thing. When individuals get caught, mm -hmm. it's not saying that that was the first time they did it. Oh, Correct. That's the first time they got caught. Yeah. The first time they got caught. So that inner mm -hmm. hater is telling them, hey, you got, you did that before. It's all good. Mm -hmm. See? But go mm -hmm. ahead. Now, what you think about that? So my thing is, and, and one of the things that I recognize is that some people have um, gotten ingrained with a perfection personality, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and we tend to call this narcissistic behaviors, right? Um, when you feel like nothing you do is wrong, right? And so you start blaming everybody for anything wrong that happens to you, around you, in you, whatever it is. It's never your fault. It's, like, it's my daddy's fault for not being there. It's my mama's fault for abusing me. It's my relative's fault. It's, it's, it's everybody's fault but yours, Right childhood stuff okay yeah it, it was somebody else's fault let's grow up let's get some trauma healing let's get some therapy for that and move on as adults you can no longer hold your parents accountable for the actions that you take right mm -hmm. i mean we have we have to start taking accountability yeah. because they're not making you make this choice they're not making you at this point you're making poor choices on your own right and until you acknowledge that to say hey, yeah, I made a bad choice in this particular situation and start looking at it from a different perspective. What could you have done right? You know what I mean? Like, are people are more willing to help you when you say, listen, I messed up. How do I get assistance, right? But as long as you just faulting everybody else for your things, again, you can't ever get help because you can't ever move forward from it, right? Because you never mm -hmm. see your part as wrong in anything. So you got to let go of that per perfection personality thing that you have going on. Because again, that is narcissistic. If you feel like you've never been wrong in any situation, Situation, you probably need therapy for narcissism because that's some, something is wrong with that. Why you got me all big on that part? No, man, she's still talking, dog. <laughs> she got me all big. No, 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 for real. Hey, Lord, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something curious about this food. I know that sounds like an oxymoron, right? But the thing is, he he does he is aware. And I think that's the deal, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we we have individuals right now that are so damn delusional. Like, yeah. I, like I was in that space before, right? Think about how many individuals uh, operate today because mm -hmm. they cannot receive vindication from someone that's not even around anymore. Mm -hmm. Think about mm -hmm. it. Think about mm -hmm. it. Like, let's say for example, like my mother, she passed away a few years ago. What if? What if? I'm mm -hmm. still holding on to something that happened back in the '90s. Here I am mm -hmm. in my 40s mm -hmm. and it's preventing me from being the best version of myself right. she cannot vindicate me right you mm -hmm. get what i'm saying but mm -hmm. my inner hater is saying mm -hmm. look all your mom had all she had to do was say this you would be mm -hmm. good. yeah 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 that's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen so then what so now you still you stay hostage to whatever your circumstances are because your mom cannot, like, she not, not going to say nothing right now because, I mean, she's going on to glory, right? So do you keep yourself hostage in that position and continue to blame her? She's going on to glory, you know, wherever she's going, she's going on, right? Do you hold yourself, continue to hold yourself in place because you can't get an apology from her? Like, give yourself closure and move on with life because right now... To. Any decisions that you make in life, any decisions sure. you make after 18 are yours. Come the on. consequences of those decisions are yours. So you can blame anybody you want to. You're going to deal with the consequences of it, and you're going to live with whatever uh, decisions that you make. So you can blame whoever it is that you want, but the consequences are yours to own. Exactly. Man, exactly. and that's for sure right, man, because, again, it goes back to not being able to look at yourself, right? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you're right, man. A lot of uh, people come through a lot of stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I hate, I'm, we, are, we are by no means trying to minimize people's trauma. No, no. You know what I'm saying? So that's not the case. But the case is, is once you recognize that you are dealing with trauma, it's mm-hmm. up to you as the adult to find, you know what I'm saying, the resources to address that. Yes. Because mm-hmm. you still got more life to live. And then sometimes mm-hmm. you got kids that's depending on you. Mm-hmm. So either you're going to pass that down to them and show them yep. that, hey, you could use this for an excuse for having a jacked up life. Come on. Or you could be the success story and be like, you know what? This did happen to me. But guess mm-hmm. what? I did not. I did not let that define the way I was going to live out my live out my years. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I love mm-hmm. that. I love that, too. Brandy, she says she says, I'm not giving anyone that kind of power over my life or mind. All mm-hmm. right. And uh, because they've been give, uh, they've been forgiven uh, yeah. less. And you know that that's the deal, though. Because, ladies and gentlemen, what we have to realize too, when it comes down to that enemy within, that you control that narrative, mm-hmm. and you control the. How, how about this? You are the property manager of individuals that's living rent free in your mind, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Even your own negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. So when do you? <clears throat> When do you uh what is it when when you know you got to get rid of those people? You uh what what is it called when people get squatters? Uh, squatters. Yeah, squatters, but but when you kick mm-hmm. them out, what's the name of eviction? It? Eviction, eviction, yeah. Mm-hmm. When do you evict those individuals that you are letting squat in mm-hmm. your in your uh consciousness or even mm-hmm. subconsciousness? And sometimes mm-hmm. it's you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's tougher when the people are closest to you. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, it's tougher when, you know, I, we, we go back to in the beginning of the show what mm-hmm. uh, Net was talking about, you know, adding a subtraction and all that, you know what I mean? But it's like, man, it, we was in diapers together, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, what do you do? You know what I mean? It's like, this is like family to me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But man, what you know, how many times we had to say this too, Annette and even Herman, mm-hmm. people that we're listening to or listening to us, not a family and relatives are different. And you know what I'm talking about? Family mm-hmm. and relatives are different. Like there's mm-hmm. individuals that you are related to just by circumstances. Yeah. But the mm-hmm. family, like you, Herm, are my, my brother. You did mm-hmm. what I'm saying by choice. And then so, but we got to realize that there's sometimes we can be, you know, raised in the same neighborhood, same household. Mm-hmm. Choices and consequences are different. And Absolutely when we different. see them making mm-hmm. those different choices, they made those choices. But what mm-hmm. you gonna say, Miss Annette? My thing is sometimes we could be loyal to a fault, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we stay loyal to people that are not worthy of our loyalty, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I said this on the last show as well. Like sometimes what happens is that we start out with people, and there were a ton of people that I started out with, right? We started on the same level, elementary school, all this other stuff or whatever, right? But I made choices and they made choices, right? So whether or not they made a choice to stay stagnant where they were, whatever it was, right? And I made a choice to elevate. The thing about it is what happens is that when you are in friendship, kinship, relationships, marriages, whatever it is, sometimes, unfortunately, people get comfortable and complacent and they don't want to grow anymore, right? Because growth really is uncomfortable. There's nothing comfortable about getting out of your comfort zone, right? Um, And sometimes you'll leave your spouse behind and you'll get here and they get here, right? But what happens is that you have involuntary jealousy that seeps in there, right? Because looking at you is a reflection of what they have not done. Looking at you is a reflection that they are stuck. Looking at you is a reflection that they are not growing and they are not ready to get out of their comfort zone, right? So then you start having rifts in that particular relationship. You start having arguments, all of these other things. But then a lot of times what we say is, well, I started out with that person and I've been knowing them for so long and we've been here for so long and all this other stuff or whatever. And you allow yourself to stay in that relationship when it's still not adding to you, right? So it's not going to help you to elevate. It's not going to help you to grow. So at a certain point, you have to realize, like, again, I said this earlier in the show, some relationships have expiration dates. It could have been a relationship that you were related to somebody or, or whatever for 20 years, right? We've been friends since kindergarten. We've been friends for 25 years. Okay, well, now that relationship is over. I mean, we just have to accept it, right? And the more you elevate, the more you're going to realize some relationships are going to stand the test of time. Like, I have friends that I have had been friends with for 30, 40 years, right? 
And then I've met people along the way that I was cool with for a season and then they was gone, right? The relationships that are meant to endure and stand the test of time will stand the test of time, right? God is not, not, not going to allow those lifetime people to just fall by the wayside. There are people that are there for a lifetime, and then there are people that are there for a season. And you have to allow seasonal people to be seasonal and lifetime people to be lifetime, and you're going to know the differences. Mm-hmm. Any relationship, like all relationships going to have a little, you know, we're going to have a little head, but we're going to have a little dispute. But when it's constant tug of warren and all that in a relationship then that mean that you holding on to something that's meant to let go that's absolutely right and then also too ladies and gentlemen please (laughs) please don't confuse the fact that that the conflict in a relationship does not equate to a lack of um compatibility that Mm -hmm. conflict may be there to stretch you and mm-hmm. to be a better version of yourself, but that inner hater saying they don't they don't talk to me like that. You don't mm-hmm. do that to me. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Go back to that mm-hmm. pride thing. However, mm-hmm. you can have constant conflict and you're starting to grow and you're starting mm-hmm. to elevate, say, wait a minute, I know what I'm doing right mm-hmm. and wrong. Do they even know what they're doing right or wrong to right. make this better for us? Mm-hmm. You see? That's when you know that that inner hater voice is getting lower and that better version of you is getting mm-hmm. louder. But mm-hmm. you, but the deal is, is that Ed, you can't control what other people do. Correct. Um, mm-hmm. You only control your uh, actions. Herm, what you think, bro? I'm, I'm wondering, do you guys believe there's a way, just like when Annette talked about earlier, how you can have the um, outside hater motivate you Start having the inside, the, the inner hater motivates you to say in the same way. Can Is it possible to condition your mind, you know what I'm saying, the, your mindset to be like, you know what? I'm going to use that for motivation as well. I'm going to prove to myself that I can do it. How does mm-hmm. that look? <laughs> well, I say this real quick, and I'll let you go, uh, Miss Annette. I believe once you do that, that's not the hater no more. That's the love. <laughs> That's the what? That's the lover in you. You see what I'm saying? The, if that if you can flip it to the point where that hater is, or that 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 narrative is now propelling you to a better version of yourself, that's not hate now because you're bettering yourself. However, if you're bettering, quote unquote, bettering yourself while stepping on or over someone, that's still a problem. But what you think, Miss Annette? So I don't think that voice ever goes away. I don't think the, the the verbiage of that voice changes, right? I don't think the tone of that voice changes. So I use that as like, remember when we used to watch the cartoon and you would have the little devil sitting on one side and the angel sitting on one side? I think that voice, that little devil voice is always going to be there, right? The only way that you can show that voice and silence that voice is by doing the thing, right? Um, and that's what I said like er- earlier when I was talking about like, a lot of times when God does a download, I have to immediately get on it because I know the voice is coming. I know it's going to come in and try to set in fear and this is that or whatever. So like daily, what I'll do is like affirmations in the morning. I do the mindset work and all these other things or whatever so that I can combat it and fight that voice off as, as much as I possibly can, right? By taking action steps and the more that I accomplish a goal. So like, even if it's a big goal and a lot of things are, I break it down into bite-sized pieces. So as I'm even accomplishing like small nuggets of it or whatever, right? So let's just say if I say I want to buy a house and the first step is working on my credit. Oh, and I got my credit credit score of 10 points. Okay, that's a nugget of a part that I have to do to get to the long-term goal, right? So even if I start accomplishing goals in increments, small increments, that gives me the courage to keep pushing forward to get to the goal, right? So I make sure I have like small victories right Very up good. front, right? So that gives me the courage to keep on pushing and keep on going towards whatever the big goal is. But that voice never, the, the dialogue never changes. It's always like, girl, we gonna mess. You know, this is that or whatever. That voice never changes. It's just that I have to show it different, and I have to get a, a quick win right off the bat to be like, see, that was easy to do. Now we're gonna go on to the next mm. thing because you know a win encourage you to keep on going because you want that next win. That's the adrenaline in you. I want that next win, right? So you're gonna keep on pushing and keep on going, and eventually. The further you get, because the voice is here, the further, the more goals that you accomplish, the further you get away from that voice, the less you will hear it, right? Because now you're winning. You've seen what the accomplishment in the manifestation look like. So you're starting to not hear those little, that little nagging voice in the back of your head. But that voice don't ever change. Mm. Mm. What you think, huh? I think that, I, I think that what, what she just said is correct. You know what I mean? That that voice is always going to be there to bring you down, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... I go back. I don't know if y'all heard of a guy, David Goggins. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So David, David, uh, he talked about 
creating creating a persona. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. He talked about creating a persona that he just calls Goggins. That's right. Because he could David Goggins, he viewed as a weak person. Mm-hmm. But Goggins was some kind of superhero that he just built. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like an alter ego type deal. You know, I know when you Christian and everything, you don't really believe in alter egos. But he built up a persona that he felt like that could take on, you know what I'm saying, the negative energy that he always gave himself. Mm-hmm. Of being extremely overweight and being nothing to be one of the fittest men in the planet. Mm. So I think there's a way that you can do it. You know what I mean? Uh, there's ways that you can uh, acknowledge that you have an inner hater and use it to fuel you. You know what I mean? Use it to 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 drive you. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, in that, you know what I'm saying? I believe the way you way you're talking about is like you know that it's coming, so it it, it motivates you to hurry up and just get on the ball. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So this is what I would say in response to that. You are using that inner voice, that inner hater as a counterbalance. You see what I'm saying? You don't change that. You need that as a reference. Yeah, you know that it's coming, but you know that it can't beat you. Right. Mm -hmm. But but to the point, in order to know that it can't beat you, you have to know that you are larger than that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, in essence, that hater, that inner hater can cause or can create or manifest a larger part or the best part of you to become stronger to combat it you see what i'm saying as a reference if that makes sense but if you can't acknowledge it then you're only going to hear that inner hater you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. it's like to that analogy of the the devil and the angel you Mm -hmm. need that angel on this other side to say look he's he's plotting you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's plotting mm-hmm. on you to keep you from going to the gym. He's plotting mm-hmm. on you to tell you to get one more donut. He's plotting on you. Yeah. Now, yeah. what are we going to do to disrupt that? You see what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and then, I, then you keep doing it. Like she was saying, now you keep doing it and then you create a new habit. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I got a question on top of that, sir. Yeah. Because uh, we all know about physical exercise to get yeah. your body ready for the world, right? You yeah. know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, different types of condition and that you can do to, you know what I'm saying, for whatever your daily activities are. But Miss Annette, what about for the mental? You know what I mean? What is, what is it, what is it, when you know you got these things coming up, mm-hmm. how do you recommend people get their mind ready for the daily stressors, the negative energy that's coming? What, what would you, how would you recommend them get their minds, exercise their minds so they're ready for it? So let me tell you, there was this guy that came up to me the other day. I go to the gym Monday through Friday. Um, and if I could get if I get time on Saturday, I go on Saturdays every, uh, as well. So he came up to, he was like, what is your, he said, I, I see you at the gym often, da, 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 whatever. I was like, oh, okay. So he was like, well, what is your goals? I said, well, my goal is my sanity. And he said, what you mean? I said, I come to the gym for my mental health, right? And so he was like, okay, I never heard nobody say that. Mentally, when you go work out, like it's benefiting. Like I don't lost all kind of weight and all that stuff, but it gives me clarity. It gives me mental clarity. It helps me to de-stress. It helps to lessen my anxiety. Exercise is more beneficial to your mental health than anything, right? And I tell everybody, everything starts with your mind. The Bible says, so a man's so a man thinks, so is he. So you have to get your mind right before you do anything, right? But even before I go to the gym every day, I wake up in the morning at four o'clock every morning, right? And my routine is I pray, I read my Bible, and then I meditate, right? Meditation helps me to get my thoughts together. It helps me to recalibrate. It helps me to get realigned, whatever it is, right? And then after that, I read, and then I get up and I go to the gym, right? That's my morning routine from like 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. That, that's my whole morning routine. And so my thing is you have to work on your mentals, like mental affirmations, right? Affirmations work. Meditation works on the mind. All of these things, like we have to be proactive with working on our minds because if you if you don't take as much investment in your mental health as you do in your physical health, you're going to be a crazy corpse, right? Because that's just the reality of it. You got to work on your mind more than you work on your body, right? And we take mm-hmm. precedence over like our physical health. We're going to go see a doctor and XYZ go see a therapist too, like talk talk to somebody, right? My thing is we need to prioritize our mental health as well. And all of those things help me in my, in the area of mental health. Mm. Mm. Whoa. 
Boy, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about that enemy within and mm-hmm. what is that working relationship like? Okay, mm-hmm. because I believe there's a consistency that um, is not going anywhere. So how do you deal with it, right? How do you mm-hmm. deal with that, that tenant? You get what I mean to say, hey, look, I understand that you are the root of all my past comforts. Right. Mm-hmm. But in order to grow, I need to be uncomfortable. So yes. what the things do you guys do to uh, disrupt that past habit to create new ones? That's what mm-hmm. we're talking about. That's yeah. what we're talking about. So big her, man, let's get your word in. So so for me, for my past, we're doing getting a word or we get we're doing our last word. Yeah, last word. OK, first and foremost, Miss Annette, I appreciate you taking to you on vacation. and You took your time <laughs> out to uh to do the show with us you know i really Absolutely. Really, really, yes. really really appreciate that <laughs> um so my last word is you know don't let the inner hater conquer you and uh for my view for the viewers out there you know i, I see a, a, like my, my girl april i see she started a podcast marcus he's he's doing a new venture on his life you know what i'm saying with retirement and getting married so i know the inner hater is not stopping you guys you know, it's it's there. It's there for a reason because that mental block is is our biggest downfall, right? But once you understand that, man, you know, you really can do that. Start having that self belief. You know, uh, that your goals are within grasp. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to myself more than anybody right now, to be honest with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of things that I keep saying that I want to accomplish, but the inner hater in me keeps me away for it, keeps me distracted, keeps me procrastinating. So after this, you know, after we do this show, man, I got to hold myself accountable. Mm-hmm. I got to hold myself accountable for what, so what I need what, to do. What, what you going to do, huh? Man, I'm going to make a prop, proclamation. Jesus Christ. This year is the last year and my damn job asked me to be Santa Claus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They ain't asking me no goddamn more, man. <laughs> All right, so you know, I get it. So basically, what you gonna do? You gonna don't ask the fat people to be Santa, dog. Why always gonna get asked every year? Because you look jolly. Get out of here, that crap, man. I'm looking so damn jolly. Hey, yeah. Herman, can you be Santa this year? Get, go to hell, damn it! You know what I'm saying? You go to hell. <laughs> If you skin the next year, Herm, I promise they ain't gonna ask you. Hell no, I'm gonna be an elf next year. (laughs) Anyway, look, go ahead, Mrs. Nett. Let's get to the last word. You're so ignorant. Listen, y'all, Herm was talking about procrastination, procrastination. Y'all got to realize the root of procrastination is still fear, right? And that fear stimulates from your inner hater telling you you can't do something. It is your responsibility. We have about five more months left in this year. It is your responsibility to challenge your inner hater and your enemy and show him, show her. Just like you would show the external hater, like I'm going to show him, I'm going to prove a point to him, I'm going to show him I can win. Show us you can win. Show that inner hater you can win. That's all I got to encourage y'all. Overcome fear, overcome the enemy, and show him. Oh, wait. Right on. There it is right there. (laughs) Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen. So, well, first of all, Time in the ones that's in right now. Let us know if you can dig this episode. Hashtag I can dig it. Okay. Because <laughs> we're all accountability partners to each other. I think y'all need to realize what this lion's den is for. It's more than just getting behind the mic talking crazy and talk about how jolly Herm is. You dig? But what we're talking about seriously is how do we hold each other accountable and to be the best versions of ourselves. But ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens. It starts with us. You mm-hmm. dig? So I can't tell you what you should do if I'm not willing to do those things myself or even identify my own shortcomings. You get what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Be on the other side of that goal and that desire. Mm -hmm. So what I challenge all of you to do is ask yourself who is winning right now. Ask yourself who's winning. Look back and analyze everything that you have right now. Who got that Mm -hmm. for you? Was it that hater? Meaning what you have right now is a total representation of everything that you have allowed mm-hmm. in your life. So do you desire more? Mm-hmm. Right? If so, 
have another conversation. But y'all, this has been the Lions Den, and we will see y'all on the flip flop right on. Yes, right on. Talk to y'all soon. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure to listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public, where you can subscribe or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you like or dislike this episode, we'd appreciate your feedback on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Lionscast. Check out the book, The Black Collar Mindset, The Art of Strategic Thinking on Amazon or www.theblackcollarmindset.com, a manual to maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable. Tune in next week for another episode of The Lion's Den with Seth.